Amen. So if, if I could uh, ask you to take your Bibles out and open them up, um, we're going to read from the book of Nehemiah. And, and Nehemiah has been a, a, a great, great instrument in my life. And, you know, I, I thank God for what Nehemiah went through and the exampleship that he has shown us all. Amen. And uh, we're going to read out of Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1. And the word of God reads, The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah, now it happened in the month of Chislev, in the 20th year, as I was in Susa, the citadel, that Hanani, one of my brothers, came with, a cert with certain men from Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews who, who escaped, who had survived the exile, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, the remnant there in the province who had survived the exile is in great trouble and shame. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates destroyed by fire. As Nehemiah heard, as soon as, as soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. And I continued fasting and praying before the Lord, before God, before the God of heaven. Father, I just come before you right now, Father. I ask you, Lord, to set me aside tonight, Father. Let the words that come from my, my lips today, Father, be directed by you, Father. And we give you all praise tonight, Father. And we just glorify your name in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. And uh, I just want to say this, that pow uh, prayer is powerful. Amen. How many believe that prayer is powerful? Prayer is so powerful because I've been praying and I've been praying and my wife's been praying. And God, God is faithful to his prayers. The Bible says that if we, if we continue in our prayer, that God will answer it. And we, sometimes we have to be like that that pit bull on a pork chop and not give up. Amen? And, and it's something that's been on my heart, and I thank God tonight that my son, he's back in the house of God, and, and God had given me that promise. And uh, tonight I'm, I'm blessed to have him here, him and his beautiful fiancée. Uh, and uh, I just thank God because God is faithful to his word and to his promises. Amen? See, prayer is powerful. It allows us to cast our burdens on the Lord and receive guidance and provision for him, from him, excuse me. See, we can experience God's power for our daily living when we are willing to seek him earnestly. How many are seeking him earnestly? How many have been seeking him earnestly this month? Because our pastors, have, uh, God has placed it in their hearts to, to just put this month starting the year off right right on our knees and if you're taking notes i titled this stand tall and strong on your knees i was thinking about this that when you're standing upright on your two feet and you're knee or kneeling on your two knees you're actually more secure on your knees because you're 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 not you don't have the the buckling factor here that you do on without your knees on the ground. Amen. And this is something that God has, has called us to do is to pray. 
God is, God is watching us to see if we're going to continue to pray. Amen. See, remember we stand tallest and strongest on our knees. If you and I approach prayer correctly, we can have the confidence that he will respond to our requests. Amen. You see, here in, in the book of Nehemiah, as soon as you meet this man, Nehemiah, you discover what may be the most important thing about him. One of the most important things about him was that he was, he was rich, the rich activity of his trust in God, illustrated through his prayers, amen, in the, in the first chapter. See, Nehemiah lived in the capital city of Susa in Persia around 450 B.C. See, he was serving as a, cap, a cupbearer for the king. He had heard the bad news that the people back in uh, Judah were suffering in the ruins of Jerusalem. And when he heard this, Nehemiah's first reaction was not a political action. It wasn't, he didn't take political action like, like we have now. When something's going wrong, there's always political action to follow it. Or organize a protest. Or abandon his job. Or getting drunk. See, as soon as he heard this, he sat down, and the Bible says he sat down and wept and mourned for days. He fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. See, as soon as he heard this, he dropped to his knees because he knew, he knew what was going to be taking place, what was going to have to happen. It wasn't a man-sized job. It was a God-sized job. When he saw the ruins of that wall, he said, no man can take care of this. No one man can take care of this. This is a God-sized problem. And there's many times that... that in our lives that we face things and we, we know that they're not man-sized problems. Even though at times we try, to, we try to take care of them and we fail. And God is only asking us, he's only waiting on us to ask him for the help. Because when God, when we put our hands off to the side and allow God to guide us and God to lead us, rest assured, God's not going to fail us. Amen. <clears throat> See, Nehemiah knew how to stand tall and strong on his knees. When he heard the, that Jerusalem's walls and gates were in ruins, he turned to prayer. The Bible says in, in Nehemiah, it says he prayed this prayer, O God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Let your ear be attentive to your, and your eyes open. To hear the prayer of your servant that I now pray before you day and night. Not just day and not just night, but day and night he prayed. For the people of Israel, your servants, confessing the sins of the people of Israel which have sinned against you. See, he's recognizing his sin. He's recognizing the sin of his people as well. See, even I and my father's house have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments and the statutes. And it goes on at the end of it. He says, O Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayers of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight and fear your name. Fear your name. And give success to your servant today and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. Because he knew the task that was ahead of him, that he was going to have to get help. And he was going to have to go to people of influence. 
And he, and he was asking God, give me favor. Give me favor for this man before I go. Amen. See, time and time again, Nehemiah sought the Lord whenever he faced a problem. See, as a, as a result, the Lord granted him favor with the king. The ruler not only let Nehemiah take a leave of absence, hmm, a paid leave of absence. Huh? And that, that's, that's something that when you have God's favor, Pastor Manuel uh, on Sunday, I believe it was Sunday when he was mentioning it, that, that his boss granted him uh, vacation time and sick time. That, that, was God, that was God's favor right there. Amen? That was the favor of the Lord right there. So you see, the ruler not only let Nehemiah take the leave of absence with pay, he also supplied the exiles with building materials and a military protection because that was going to be needed. They knew that they were going to uh, stand up against, have to stand up against the forces that were going to be coming against them. See, he turned to God for strength to keep going despite criticism and discouragement. Many times we can get discouraged in our daily life. And there's always, God always sends someone. That's, what, that's what's so powerful about God. God blows me away. Yesterday I stopped to buy a, a, a part in Napa or Dublin. And there's this gentleman there in the Napa uh, store. And I was talking to him. I was checking out his tattoos. And he had Psalms 91 on his, on his hand. And, and I was looking at him. I'm like, you know, because some people put scripture on them, but they're not Christians. And, but when I walked in, I, I said, how you doing? He goes, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And, and you could just sense the presence of God in that store right there. And I, I looked at him, and we got to talking, and I started asking him about his artwork. And he was talking to me about it. And I go, all right, well, God bless you, my brother. And he goes, God bless you, too. I left. He introduced me to his boss. And he, I walked out. And he goes, hey, brother. I go, yes. He goes, can we pray? I go, sure. So, you know, we just put our hands on our shoulders, and we began to pray for one another. And uh, his boss came out because he had given me the wrong receipt. And when I saw his boss come out, we were sitting there praying, and uh, his boss came out and told us what happened. Praise God. Went back in, and I was able to tell the gentleman, I said, Thank you, my brother. And I go, you made my day today. I said, God is faithful to his word. He goes, you encouraged me today with what you said. I said, I felt the presence of God on you when I came in this store. And he, the gentleman began to weep. You know, and I was like, oh, that's the power of God, the power of prayer. Amen? I just wanted to share that with you because when you're going through something, God's always going to send someone your way. He's always going to send someone to encourage you. Amen? See, the Lord gave him wisdom to, to know how to handle the critics and how to defend the city against the military attack. To their enemy surprise, the Jews rebuilt the wall in 52 days. See, more importantly, spiritual revival came to Jerusalem as a result of Nehemiah's faithfulness. I'm going to give you seven things, seven things we should do when we pray. Amen? If you're taking notes. First one is we need to recognize that God is sovereign in the universe. Amen. He's sovereign of the universe. See, we need to remember that God 
is a great and awesome God. How many believe that God is an awesome God, a great and awesome God? Amen. Give the Lord a praise offering. See, Nehemiah addressed his prayer to, a, to the great and awesome God, not to those foreign gods. He, he addressed his prayer to the great and awesome God. Psalms uh, 103, 19 says, The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his sovereignty rules over all. See, our Heavenly Father never ceases to be the ruler and the master of this universe. Amen? The second one is we need to recognize that God is holy. Amen? God is holy. See, when he, uh, Isaiah saw the Lord in his glory, he felt unclean. How many of you have approached God, the throne of God, and God has shown you that? God has shown us how unclean we are. Even though he lived a faithful life and, and a righteous life, Isaiah saw the Lord in his glory, but he felt unclean. See, the picture we see as God in the book of Revelation is similar in its majesty. As humans, we all fall short of his absolute holiness. See, when we approach God, we need to approach him in reverence and awe. Can you, can you imagine, can you just wonder what it's going to be like when we stand before the, the throne of God? Huh? I can't wait. I'm excited. See, the same attitude prompted Nehemiah to fast and pray. Amen? For four months. Not four days, not one month, but four months. He looked to God, not himself, for the answer in Jerusalem's problems. He knew that it wasn't a man-sized problem. He knew that... It was a God-sized problem, and he knew that God was going to have to take care of it for him. Amen? How many, have, how many of you have, have seen areas in your life that you know that, that you, can't, you can't take care of that problem? Amen? God has shown me many times that there's been times that I've tried to do things, and, and it hasn't worked out. I just, you know, I said, forget it, man. I surrender, man. I just got to give it to God. God. You say you can take care of it, then I'm going to let you take care of it. And God is faithful because he always takes care of those things. The next one is, the third thing is we need to confess our sins. See, we need to come to God like a child that knows that they have done something wrong. Hmm? Remember when you were a child and you knew you did something wrong and you had to face your parents or you had to face a teacher or an adult? You knew that you'd done something wrong? My son knows what I'm talking about. <clears throat> when you've done something wrong and you're coming to ask for forgiveness, huh? It's like a, like a little puppy. When the puppy knows that it's done something wrong, how's it come? It usually comes with its tail between, you know, like, huh? Because it knows it's done something wrong. Amen. See, Nehemiah included himself when he admitted the rebellion of his nation. He included himself. He included his family because he knew, he knew, amen. Scripture teaches us that the Lord won't hear our prayers if we're holding on to unconfessed sin. Amen. If we're holding on to unconfessed sin, God's not going to hear our prayers. Psalm 66, 18 says, if I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. David knew what he was talking about. Amen. The psalmist knew what he was talking about. Purity of heart and the power of God are connected. 
That's what it takes, purity of heart. Amen. The next one is recognize our inadequacy. We need to recognize that we can't do it alone. That we need God's help in all things we do. Amen. See, Nehemiah's job had not prepared him in construction. Amen. And he and he was un and he was unknown to the Jews who had remained in Jerusalem. Yet God still called him to lead the restoration. God called him. Just like God called you and you and you and you and me, God called me. I feel inadequate sometimes when I get behind this pulpit. When I got the, the message, oh, you're scheduled to, to minister, I'm like, that's next week. But, you know, you got to be ready in and out of season. And sometimes you have to stay up and burn the midnight oil. You know, I thank God. I thank God that we have pastors that are pastors that love prayer. And they acknowledge it and they, they reverence prayer. And I believe our pastor got his upbringing from that from his parents as well. Pastor Steve was a man of prayer, a man of faith. When he went to the Philippines, he didn't just like bolt over there. He prayed about it. And that prayer took him. When God told him to go, he went. And you know the story. He had, what, two numbers? And one worked. How many of you have made a phone call and it's wrong number? The works there in, in the Philippines were works of prayer. The work that's going on there in, in Cape Town, South Africa, in Africa right now came from prayer. Because when, when Pastor Steve prayed about it, God gave him the vision for it. Because when you pray, God will give us the vision. God will put that vision in our heart. God will put that vision into play. And with the vision comes the time to act. But it only comes through prayer. Amen? See, we need to recognize our inadequacy. See, when God tells you to do something, hmm, just like when God called me to ministry, the job I had, it was probably the best job. I felt it was the best job I ever had. I was making $35 an hour. It was good money. All the benefits. And God called me one day and he told me, it's time. And I just felt the presence of God on me. You know, I just felt the, the peace of God. When you feel the peace of God, it's like nothing's going to stop you. And I couldn't wait to get home to tell my wife, but God spoke to her just as well. The same time, the same day. God confirmed it through her as well. See, when God tells you and I to do something, he hasn't made a mistake. See, he will never call you to do something that you can't accomplish through his power. Amen? And strength. See, in fact, God delights in using your weaknesses to teach you and I how to rely on him. See, when we are weak, he is made strong, right? Amen. The next one is to be available for God to use you. We have to, we have to be willing and really be used 
by God. Are you willing to be used by God tonight? Because you're going to get an opportunity at the end of the service. I'm not going to make an altar call. We're going to make the altar call over there. We're going to go over there and pray at City Hall. If you, if you really want to be used by God, you'll make yourself available tonight. How many are going to make yourself available tonight? I mean, we've been having a, a powerful, powerful month in prayer at, at our homes. Next week, you heard we're going to be going church to church. Yesterday, we went to uh, South Garden. <laughs> and someone, I think my daughter, someone posted on, uh, was it on Facebook? F- posted something that we marched, because we did. We, we, we went there, South Garden, we prayed, and we marched up and down South Garden. And the wall, right, Eric? The wall came tumbling down. But if you look on Facebook, there's a truck, a big rig, tried to go through the thing and got stuck. And I thank God that, you know, my brother Eric and I, we were able to get up there and we, we were stuck in there, in other words. If we wouldn't have moved the truck, we wouldn't have gone home. We had to stay there. So we we made things happen, right? Guys, we I had a few brothers there to help us. We got the truck out of there. They they weren't they didn't know what to do. So it took some some men of faith and some men of action to take care of and it wasn't a man sized job. That was a God sized job because God gave us direction that last night and what to do. Amen. And I give God the glory. And that that gentleman got touched because he, he asked, What were you guys doing here? I told him, we have Bible study here every Wednesday. And I introduced him to Eric. And uh, that gentleman was touched. You know, he, he wrecked into the building, but. <laughs> Amen. See, we have to be available for God to use us. See, some prayers will never be answered unless we take an active role in their fulfillment. Amen? See, Nehemiah made himself available. He, he was able to make himself available. And the Lord made it possible with favor, finances, manpower, and material. And I believe this year we're praying. We're praying for our own place. How many praying? How many have been praying for, for our church? Amen? I'm believing that this year God is going to open a door for us. You know, and I'm going to stand behind our pastors, alongside our pastors and the ministerial staff and the leaders here. That We're believing. We're believing. This is not a, a man-sized problem. This is a God-sized. And, and we know that God is able. Amen? And I, and I believe that God's going to make it possible and he's going to give us favor. He's going to give us finances. And if it's a place that we're going to Build, God is going to supply the manpower and the materials, just like he did for Nehemiah. But it's going to take prayer. Amen. The next thing is we got to experience the Holy Spirit's enabling power. See, Nehemiah, Nehemiah's success was not simply a result of his education, his personality, or political connections. See, he had developed a personal relationship with the Father. And that's something that we have to. See, when you, when you build a personal relationship with the Father, 
He's going to be able to speak to you. He's going to be able to, to guide you and direct you. There's a, there's a young man at my, at my job that I got, and uh, one day he, he, he came to me and, and he asked me, he goes, hey, can you take me, go with me to go on a test drive? And as we were driving away, he was, he was asking me, he goes, hey, uh, Elias. And I go, yeah. And he goes, how do you deal with sin? And I looked at him, I go, what? And he goes, how do you deal with sin? And I told him, I go, well, I said, you and I are both flesh, right? And he goes, yeah. I said, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for you? And he goes, yes. I go, so I deal with sin on a daily basis. I have to because I'm human, just like you. The things that you deal with, I have to deal with. Even though I'm a Christian, I'm a minister, I deal with sin on a daily basis, and I have to. And if I don't, I'm setting myself up for a great fall. I said, it, this is something that I have to pray. I said, and one of the ways that I deal with it daily is I stay connected with my father. Just like you and I, we're building a relationship here at work. You need to build that relationship with the father. And, and he's going to help you. Amen. Because it's something that you're going to need his empowerment to help you fight that. And, and, and I thank God for that because he came to me. And God will always give us the words to speak. You know, at first I was like, okay, and how am I going to answer this? But God quickened me. And he, he even allowed me to pray with him. So prayfully, one day he's going to come. He, he yeah, was asking for the address here. So I've been inviting him at work. And I thank God for that. I give the Lord a praise offering. <clears throat> See, he had developed a personal relationship with the Father. See, God wants you to look at yourself as he does, as someone with potential. See, look at your brother or your sister next to you, and you tell them you have potential. See, God, God sees you with potential. And when God sees you with potential, you have to know that you have that potential. But you have to be in God's uh, connection. In other words, you got to stay connected to God. Amen? Because our own potential sometimes allows us to make mistakes. Amen? But when God guides our potential, he empowers us with his spirit. Amen? And you and I have the ability to do whatever he asks. Amen? The next one is... Um, to acquire God's vision and direction. You see, this is a, a this ministry that we're we're a part of, this great ministry, this great and awesome ministry. I want to believe that Victory Outreach International is a great and awesome ministry. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise offering. When I first came into the church, I wasn't sure why God called us to Victory Outreach, but as time went on, I, I saw why God called me. I wasn't a drug addict, I wasn't a gang member. But God knew that I was going to need a ministry like this. Amen? And I thank God for that. See, Pastor Sonny and Sister Julie, they acquired God's vision and direction for this ministry. This ministry was birthed from God's vision and direction. 
to Pastor Sonny and Sister Julie. See, just as Nehemiah sought the Lord in prayer, and God revealed his role in, in the city's restoration, God also directed Pastor Sonny and Sister Julie in this great and awesome ministry. This city of Hayward, God also directed Pastor Steve and Pastor Josie here when they first came. God directed them to start a great work here in the city of Hayward. And today, what, what God used Pastor Steve to build, the enemy, Tobias, has been always knocking on the door. Just like he was here in the book of Nehemiah, the enemy's always knocking here in the city of Hayward to try to destroy the works of God here. What God started here in the city of Hayward, Tobias and Sambalot are always trying to tear down the works that have been started. There might be some, some walls that are destroyed right now, some, some rubble right now, even in our ministry. But God has called a Nehemiah, a young man and a young woman, to help build those, help rebuild those walls. And just like in the book of Nehemiah, when, when they came together, he, he positioned the people all along the wall, and, and they, they worked together, arm in arm, with a, with a sword, a weapon in one hand, and a trowel in the other. And that's what I believe that God has called our ministry today. God has called the, the church here in the heart of the bay to stand together with our pastors, to lock arms with our brothers and sisters here in the church. You know, there's, there's some people hurting sometimes, and, and we overlook that. Sometimes the walls have been destroyed, and God wants to use us to help rebuild those walls. And I believe that, that this year, God is, gonna, God is really going to show us. God is really going to guide us. And God is going to allow us to rebuild those walls that, that the enemy has come and tried to destroy here in the city of Hayward. Amen? See, my brothers and sisters and men of God and women of God, what's on your heart? What's on your heart tonight? You need to surrender. We need to surrender every dream or goal to the Heavenly Father and watch what he will do in and through you and I. See, we see here in Nehemiah, here was a man who did not act out without prayer. He did not act without prayer, but did not pray without acting. See, the prayer, when we pray, there's always going to be action behind that prayer. God is going to show us. Just like Nehemiah, he prayed, but he didn't just pray. There was action behind that prayer. See, he did not pray without acting. And in closing tonight, uh, we're not going to do a, a uh, we're not going to have a, an altar call tonight. But if I could ask you to stand and um, I'm going to have Pastor Man.